0: hello and welcome we're fem noir this show is all about women specifically in film we're going to review and analyze movies that are written by directed by or starring women and we can't wait for you to join us tune in and listen wherever you listen to podcasts Well, hello, and welcome back to Femme Noir. We are a podcast that reviews movies and analyzes films written, directed by, or starring women. Um, we discuss their representation pertaining pertaining to the industry and what we see on screen. Um, if you are new with us, we have a little bit of a structure that we like to go through, which is basically we're going to introduce ourselves. We're going to talk about some movies, movie news, or gossip that has happened um since we last saw each other uh things that we have watched or are excited for um then we're going to dive into the film that we are reviewing and we'll talk about what worked for it what didn't um and then basically overall just have some fun again and then play fmf which is basically where we um choose the men in the movie the prominent men in the film Um, And we play Fuck My Friend Zone, Uh, just a little twist on the idea of the friend zone and that it doesn't exist. Um, And then, of course, we're going to rate the film and then we do have a Patreon and we have some Patreon VIPs that we're gonna gonna have to that deserve a shout out. So we are going to shout them out and then we'll give you some recommendations of movies that we like or think are similar to this one um and yeah and then we'll just sign off with any updates that we have for you guys um so yeah this week we are reviewing Anna and the Apocalypse just in time for Christmas Whitney and I have our matching Christmas sweaters on right now well they're not matching they're just Christmas sweaters but it's fun we didn't plan it at all (laughs) it was coincidental which is honestly amazing
1: Alright. Um Okay. So let's get let's get started. Do you want to start off with movie news? Yes. I'm trying to think. Maybe you go. Okay. Um well I so I've
2: been writing down a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know how much I actually do want to touch on it. Um all of it though. Uh one of the things that um, I have been seeing kind of a lot on my feed because I talk a lot about comic books and I like comic books mm-hmm. um, is that Tarantino said that Marvel actors aren't like real actors.
0: They're not movie stars. I've seen
2: yeah, they're not movie stars um, because people aren't going to watch Marvel movies for the actors. They're going to watch Marvel movies for The Marvel characters, so the stars of the show are, you know, like (laughs) Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. And to be honest, you cannot get me to watch a Thor movie if I was just watching it for Thor. I'm watching that for Chris Hemsworth.
0: Chris Hemsworth was not Thor. I, I don't think I would be watching it.
2: Aquaman is DC, but the only reason a majority of women went to go see that movie was because of Jason Momoa. Like, they specifically cast him. I did not. To appeal to the female audience.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I literally was like, support Jason Momoa. Couldn't care less about Aquaman. Yeah. To be honest.
1: Um, The opening
2: of the film.
0: movie, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The opening of Aquaman 2 was just direct pandering to women. Too. like when he drops out on the sub like dripping wet shirtless and then he like flicks his hair back and he like he like um like does like that model vogue look like which right so at the camera
0: it's still like it's pandering towards women but still done through the male gaze which i find so funny about like when they try to sexualize men on screen and i'm just like bro like the scene that killed me in that movie was when he's like He does, like, the whole thing in the bar, and then he's, like, walking into the ocean, but he takes his shirt off, leaves his pants on, he's already dripping wet. Yeah. And then, like, takes his dripping wet shirt off to jump into the ocean. Yeah. It's like, my guy, for starters, it was already wet. Like, (laughs) the ocean wasn't gonna make it more wet.
2: And I don't think an extra, like, what, <laughs> 10 grams of fabric. And if
0: you're is- taking off, like, the clothes because they were, like, heavy, like, your pants are much, much heavier mm-hmm. than your linen shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so fun. So funny. And it's in slow-mo, of course. Yeah. The entire- yeah, it is. It's like, five minutes long. minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Into the ocean.
0: <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson has come
2: out, though, and just said, like, um, he, he's gone against Tarantino. I forget uh, exactly what he said, but he's just like, you know, we take our craft seriously. Like, don't say shit like that.
0: I mean, that's fair. Because wasn't he in, like, a few Tarantino films anyway?
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like, pulp fiction, for
0: sure. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, maybe... Like what? What like what does he mean by movie stars? Uh, an audience them, draw,
2: like, is what it seems like. Like someone who can draw in the audience, like people who other like the audience will go see the movie because that actor is
0: in it. Literally, what world is he living in? Like, I can't think of a single Marvel movie that like doesn't have a main character in it that wasn't somebody that's already been well established and they are like oh yeah they're popular
2: um original iron man the first iron man uh only got robert downey jr because he no one wanted him in hollywood anymore um <laughs> he's an alcoholic druggie on his way to recovery essentially yeah. um and he was more or less burnt out at the time um like like not himself burnt out but like movie studios just didn't want him um, for like various reasons,
0: and, and because it was the start of the whole thing, like they yeah. actually changed the Hulk and Rody midway through. Yeah, like the Hulk they did was played by Edward Norton in the first yeah. one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they just like never talked about how it's just suddenly Mark Ruffalo, <laughs> or that Rody's is like a completely different black man.
2: Oh, I think She Hulk. They were going to bring back Edward Norton, like, in the uh, finale okay. for, like, um, a cameo to, like, make fun of the fact that they had switched actors.
1: was kind of funny.
2: Um, but then I, I think it was, like, a scheduling thing where they just decided not to do that because, you know, it's not about the Hulk. It's about She-Hulk.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Speaking of, apparently She-Hulk is now rated the, the horniest <laughs> good um marvel tv show out there which like yeah that's fair nice that's
2: a good one uh oh, that's a good rating to have <laughs> um
1: but uh i think just for moving news specifically Do you know who Noodles, the pug is?
0: I have definitely heard that name before.
2: Okay, so we're on opposite sides of TikTok, possibly. But oh, the um, No Bones
0: guy. Yeah, no he bones is. Dog. What happened? He passed away. Oh, no. Yeah. He literally was so famous last year. He was.
2: He was so famous that the Pentagon heard about him. Like, I guess, like some like big multi-star general was like started a meeting saying like it's a bones day
0: <laughs> yeah that was like like i forgot that like that whole era like existed and then like i don't know a few weeks ago i said something and like about bones and i was like ah oh, it's a bones day and then i was like wait <laughs> where is that from and then i was like oh my gosh the dog <laughs> yeah noodles the pug mm, that makes me sad so if you
1: guys have pets out there, give them an extra treat today. Go run out for the homie.
0: But do you have any news now? Um, no, I do think it's interesting that Wednesday broke uh the record now. They beat Stranger Things out for most hours watched. Yeah, that's right. Like, um, Stranger Things like broke the internet. When it came out, like yeah, I literally had issues on the server. Trying yeah, to get it to play for so many people.
2: Um, I was one of the people. I watched what eight of those hours myself. Um, I pretty much binged it all in one day.
0: We had a party. Nice. We had a yeah, <laughs> we, had, we just went over to a friend's house and we all just sat there and watched the entirety of like that last season hmm This was like part one and two. We just did the whole thing.
2: What how do you have you heard anything about um uh the racism that people are taking away from that movie?
0: Which one? Wednesday or show Wednesday. I haven't. It was kind of something that was like in the back of my mind while I was watching it, but only because There was the whole thing about, like, um, Tim Burton, and they were, like, in that interview where he said that, like, the reason he didn't cast people of color was because they didn't fit his aesthetic. Yeah. Well, and then you have two black characters in
2: this movie. Three. Three. You have the mayor, his son, and then um, the siren.
0: And I was, like, literally, like, evil or villainized the whole time. So... Yeah,
2: people, I mean, people really like the show, mm-hmm. but they're done with
0: Tim Burton. Yeah, that's completely fair. I was yeah. surprised he actually, like, cast, casted, like, the whole family instead of just Wednesday. Because mm. mm-hmm. I was like, he could have, and I would not put it past him. But I'm glad they didn't, because that was a good touch. Like, yeah the fact where she like burns the guy's statue was kind of awesome and i was down for it sorry Mm -hmm. spoiler but like like that was super fun like and just like dude the whole thing is about people that are like outcasts and on the edge of society like you can't keep writing about outcasts and people on the edge of society as like your thing and then not include people of color because they're like Mm -hmm. the primary suspects you know Like, they are the people who are the outsiders and outcasts on the edge of society. But, yeah, whatever. Tim. Stick to your freaking aesthetic. Whatever. Agreed.
2: But, are you excited for anything that's coming out soon? Um. Are you reading slash watching anything you're excited about?
0: What's well, funny is I feel like I finished a lot of or like a lot of the shows that I really like just kind of restarted again like they are newer seasons. Um so I'm definitely completely caught up with the uh, the Sex Life of College Girls which is hysterical. And I absolutely adore that show. Nice. Um, I'm watching Gossip Girl. I still don't know how I feel about it. Cuz I... I, I like the I like I like the the idea Mm -hmm. of like the glamorous like parties and stuff and they definitely tried to be what i don't okay this is this is the thing about this episode or this season like reboot of gossip girl is that the creators absolutely know that the first like generation of gossip girl was extremely problematic, like pitching women against each other, definitely just having like men that like raped women and then yeah, like they were completely forgiven for it and like sexually assaulted people. And it was just like, oh yeah, no, that was just like a thing. It's not anymore me. Mm-hmm. Like the arc thing. And then they make this one and they're like, we're gonna have like people of color. It's gonna be queer. It's gonna be great. We're gonna have different types of relationships. And then like the first season got flack because they have um, a black lesbian character and they literally just showed her like making out with a girl like one time. And they're like, okay, well, there's definitely like a lot more to her character. But then like as it evolves, she also becomes the bad guy. And I was like, "Now, not only are you pitching two women against each other, you're pitching two black women against each other. And the entire first season was the two sisters who are also two black women pitching them against each other. Mm. That's so like tone deaf, but then the whole thing too is like, oh, we're so like woke and whatever. And I'm like, you guys (laughs) prove it maybe because they're like completely aware. They even say verbatim, pitching women against each other is so last year, but they're like, oh but the crowd and audience loves it, so we have to do it. And like you literally don't. Yeah. Like don't make a show being like we're gonna be different and then do the exact same thing know <laughs> that you're doing it I'm not sure that's that's what that's not what we meant <laughs> that's not I what think we, that they're. I like I wonder if they think that they're being satirical about it I
2: know I'm and like, then they're absolutely supportive?
0: not because, yeah like, it's not mm-hmm. like for starters you only cast your light skinned black people <laughs> the like polyamorous couple that you have is like also kind of problematic because they like basically force the one dude they're like no we're not ready to come out and they're like let's stay in the closet and then he's mm. like i want to be out with you guys you guys said that like if we were gonna date that like i was a part of it like it's not <laughs> just like a, we're like having a threesome all the time like you both told me that there is no relationship dating wise between you two unless i am also a part of it and they're, like, they're, like, all consecutively and, like, um consensually dating each other. And you barely get to see them all together, like, <laughs> on an actual date and whatever. And, like, I know it's probably going to be a little bit better because they finally, like, did come out. But, like, they literally forced the guard. They're, like, you have to go and, like, like still keep up your, like, having sex with random people and, like, one night stands and stuff so that, like, people aren't, like. Catching on to us, and I was like, "Dude!" And then when he does that, the guys are like, "Oh my god!" Like this one dude's like, "Oh my god!" I literally, (laughs) I can't. He is like, either you have sex with me tonight, or I text Gossip Girl that you got ace. And I was like, "That's not a good sentence, like at all, or sentiment." Mm -mm." It's like, because for starters, it's messed up. For starters, you can't blackmail people into having sex with you. That is yeah, that is so screwed up, bro. Second, like, that's not consensual. That's literally like yeah. insulting someone. And then secondly, deciding not to have sex does not mean you're asexual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, asexuality is a literal I am not sexually attracted to you. Mm-hmm. You sell sex and be ace. Like, asexual also, and celibacy are not the same thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the word I was looking for, celibacy.
0: Yeah, so. Mm. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, it's not working. It's still not working. I totally forgot
2: that they were um, doing, like, a new thing with Gossip Girl. Um, but then the more you started talking about it, I remembered. Um I did, I used, I watched, like, maybe the first two seasons of the original Gossip Girl, and it was just so bad that I
0: <laughs> I couldn't, I had to stop. Sometimes I go back and watch, like, certain episodes because I'm just like, holy crap, how did we, <laughs> just, like, this was so popular. It was. I, I think I was talking to someone about, like, like, an iconic scene from Gossip Girl. Oh, it was the, that one Thanks. Thanksgiving dinner scene like episode that's kind of like it's so awkward and the tension
2: <laughs> it was in the first two seasons I saw it otherwise I probably haven't
0: it was either the second like the first two or possibly the third season I can't really remember but it was insane and I was just like well but I think I started going back and watching it because of um on my TikTok recently, that's been trending, is this person that's like scenes that were written for like teen shows that are like absolutely like crazy or something, mm-hmm. and they just give you like, <laughs> it's so funny. There's like a Glee one, and like, oh my god, it was so funny. Like like um like Pretty Little Liars, and they're just like, bro, how did we just let this <laughs> happen on television? <laughs> Hang on, I sent it to someone. I'm going to play it if I can find it. hmm It was so funny. I was like, oh, I have to go back and, like, watch of these because I can't believe we just let that happen. Ah, uh, here we go. Ready? Yeah.
1: Which is why I'm going to stop drinking. Not even a beer at the end of the night to take the edge off. But if you don't drink, what will you have to live for? <sighs> I have plenty of my life without beer. Like, what Exactly. The point is, you cannot do a nude scene.
2: It's
0: not a nude scene, it's just a topless scene. Same thing, topless is as nude as anyone is ever going
2: to want to see.
1: I don't
0: know what happened between the two of you in the past. Honestly, I don't really care. It's all puppy
1: dogs and rainbows from now till the show closes. At least we know who the rainbow is and who's the dog. (laughs) Wow, that sounds really not romantic and also very, very gay. You're late.
0: No, I, I overslept. It's 4 in the afternoon. Just have this cool. weird guilt trip thing about being honest with you because I was so awful to you in high school. When we and Brett hated you too, and that's mostly just
2: because you sucked so bad and you walked with that weird feet pointing out thing. Mm-hmm. I want to get married.
1: No. I have <laughs> are you talking Can, can I say hello? I
0: guess I just. Santana told me never to speak alone with you because you tried to steal all of my gold. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm going to stop drinking. <laughs>
2: Like, bro. Aren't they all supposed to be, like, high school students, too?
0: It was all just Glee. That wasn't even multiple shows. <laughs> oh, my God. Dang. It's incredibly funny. Like, I can't stop watching them. Mm-hmm. But you know what I also can't stop watching? Criminal Minds. Oh, okay. I don't, don't have out with Paramount Netflix. Plus. And I'm not gonna lie, I love it. As I always have. It's yeah. It's great show.
2: I have thought about rewatching watching Criminal Minds because I think some of it's still like on Hulu or Netflix. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And since I can't watch the new stuff, I might as well watch the old stuff.
0: Yes. Which Is just... Spencer Reed in the new stuff? Uh, I don't think so.
1: Damn. I don't know
0: how long he hasn't been in it. He
2: was in a, all of the old stuff for sure.
0: Oh yeah, like I forget which season it was because they continued making seasons up to like. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to take a break because of the pandemic, but it was basically they stopped in twenty twenty, and now they're back twenty twenty two. But yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like, and because now they're on Paramount Plus and they're not like on syndicated networks, they can cuss now. <laughs> Like, for real <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's great
2: um I'm not watching anything super exciting right now and there's not really anything that um is like immediately on my radar but I am listening to an audiobook and it's called she said by Jodi Cantor and Megan Tui. Mm-hmm.
0: and it's that about out right now isn't it
2: Oh, is it? I thought it was coming out.
0: Oh, it might still dang. be coming out.
2: I just it's think, December.
0: Because it came out, or like, I just remember it was, we had the option to see mm-hmm. when the San Diego Film Festival was in town. So I don't know if that's just me thinking that it was out already, or. If I knew that, I would have gone. I wanted but,
2: to go, but I was busy. Yeah. Um, but I'm listening to the audiobook of the book that inspired the movie. Um, and it's all about, um, finding and interviewing and writing the article that exposed Weinstein and his, um, his, um, sex assaults, Mm -hmm. um, against all the girls and how he, like, paid them off, um, and, like, kept them quiet and how he just spent decades in Hollywood, um, taking advantage of women and hiding it and how everyone knew and then just wasn't doing anything about it. Mm. Um, and it's crazy. It's, it, it is such a good read. I think it's one of these books where it talks about a lot of really hard subjects because it's talking about sexual assault. It's talking about rape and, um, power imbalances and just women being taken advantage of. Mm. Um, but the way that it just kind of like lays out the systemic, um, like abuse that women have to go through in the workplace and the fact that even if we report it, there's not a lot that's going to be done. And pretty much like at the time, the only thing that these women could do is get like a payout and then they couldn't do anything else. Like they'd get like a little bit of money and then they can't talk to the news. They can't mm-hmm. talk to friends and family. I mean, I'm sure that they'd theoretically be allowed to, like, talk to the therapist. But, like, essentially, they're not allowed to talk to anyone mm. about it. Like, there is this one woman um, whose husband didn't know that she had been abused. And then right before the article dropped, um, this mom had to sit down her two of her daughters and just be like, hey, the article is about to come out. This is what is in it. And you're going to hear that this happened, like all this stuff happened to me. And then her daughters are just like, we had no clue Mm. Um, because they're not allowed to like rely on anyone. They can't like talk to each other about it. Um, So he, he essentially just like blackmails these women into staying quiet because if they say anything or if they come forward or if they try to like sue him, he ruins their career. He ruins them. Um and I'm really excited for the movie mm-hmm. because they're definitely gonna they're definitely gonna fictionalize it.
0: Okay.
2: Like it it's not gonna be um it, it's gonna hit all the important beats of what they had to do in the investigation, but because it's a movie, they're gonna definitely like shorten a lot of the times time frames and time spans most likely and they're gonna make it seem rushed they're gonna make it seem high action and more like spy versus spy and in, in mm-hmm. intrigue I think is the word I'm looking for um
0: mm-hmm. well because is that um like being made by the same people that did spotlight oh I hope so I think it is because that like they did that movie really well I think it actually won a few awards but oh it did yeah because that was the the Boston Globe, Boston Globe, Chicago, I don't know Boston. It was the newspaper that broke the story about the the priests, the priests. Mm-hmm. And I think they're doing, she said, as well, or like it, it's at least produced by the same folks that did that one.
2: Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I think they handled it really well um, for Spotlight, and I hope. Um, that that would carry over to this one. I mean, just watching the trailer for it, it definitely seemed kind of like faster pace than this book is. Cause this book, it's all, it's, it's pretty slow to be honest. Like, it's just like, oh, you know, we heard about this gal, we talked to her, but everything's off the record and we can't say anything because yeah. it's off the
0: record. It's all- and then
2: they go through that with like, f- like eight women. Um, and then finally someone's just like, you know what? I will go on the record. Yeah. Um, And then once they do have that one person on the record, they kind of get like little bits and pieces here and there. Um, And then the article comes out. And that's kind of where I'm at right now is the article literally just dropped. Um, And so it seems like... uh,
1: It seems like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: Oh, so it seems like things are, um, are, are gonna, you know, speed up a little bit more.
1: Ah, okay.
2: But I also only have, like, I think it's two and a half hours
1: of the book left. (laughs) So. All right. Well. Is there
0: anything else I'm trying to think?
1: (laughs)
2: Um, that was was kind of my big stuff.
0: I watched so many things, and I think I remember thinking to myself, oh, I should remember this for when I, for when we're recording, and I feel like I have not remembered any of them. <laughs>
2: um, I know one of the things you sent me was the Avatar franchise, Oh where, like,
0: if this movie flops, like he's <laughs> not gonna. I was like, he's dude, not gonna... 10 years to come up with this model, like, for real. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I'm like not even like I don't even want to see it now. Like it's been so long that I just don't care.
2: I think. Well, so people only
0: saw it because it was a beautiful film, right? Like
2: everyone can admit it's the a gorgeous film. film. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, wasn't but that once was they the first movies to be made like on IMAX. Like I remember there was like something technologically, or for like Blu-ray or something. It was like one of the first movies technologically that kind of like launched us into. The whole, like, CEI stuff.
2: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I think it's... You're right. I forget what it is, too. I don't... I feel like it's not IMAX. Because what it is is they did have movies filmed the way that they had filmed that one before. Yeah, it was like... It's, they it's just CGI weren't the like a... big summer blockbuster films. Because, like, whatever they were, they were touting it as... Um, They had done films like that before. It's just it wasn't that big James Cameron summer
1: blockbuster type of movie.
0: Right, Avatar and why it was important (laughs) when it came out. Forget what it was. Okay, yeah, it was new technology, like new capture animation technology for the faces. Of, like, the actors and their expressions until the, like, characters for when the animators, like, would do it later in post. And then it was a new texturing and paint software. That's interesting. Mm. And also one of the movies that kind of put 3D on the map.
2: Let's be honest. Spy Kids 3D okay. was the best 3D movie we're ever going to get.
0: Literally. That's why I thought it was IMAX, it was IMAX 3D. That was the thing that like kind of launched. Because it was like... It got re-released as specifically and exclusively in 3D. d In theater. I remember that. Because I was like, that's when they started putting those things in movie theaters, the like IMAX 3D experience, like seats yeah,
2: movies. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> basically just like being at Universal Studios, but in a chair that just vibrates. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I So I was working at the theater oh. when Avatar first was released. Um, mm-hmm. And not even just the re-release, like when it first came out. Um, and I hated that movie with a passion because of the crowds and the families that came in to watch it.
0: I remember that one had a midnight release, and that was one of the that was the first midnight release that I ever got to go to. My dad took me to see it. Nice. He fell asleep, <laughs> which makes sense because it started at midnight, and that yeah. was, like, three hours long. Yeah, it is long. Which was like significant at that time, and now every movie is just almost three hours long. Hmm. But yeah, he fell asleep during that, and then that was the movie they would play. They would put it on like all the TVs when you went into like department stores. So, like for us, we went into like the PX, or like the exchange. Yeah, the entire electronics department would just be Avatar on all of the TV screens. Mm-hmm. We would just sit there and be like, "Okay, yeah, go look for that like DVD software thing you have to upload to your computer." We're just gonna sit here and watch Avatar. <laughs> We're just like sitting on the floor, just watching Avatar on, like twenty screens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a time to be alive I kind of missed mm-hmm. that where they just showed like random blockbuster movies on the displays that's fun
2: I liked when they showed Harry Potter <laughs>
0: <laughs> you would just see like some random movies too I remember some movies I specifically would be like what was that movie I was kind of enjoying that and then I would like, like go home and be like okay who was the actor that was in there and then I would try and like google it and then based on like like the synopsis of mm-hmm. like the either the synopsis or like just the photos, like screenshots of the movie. I was like, okay, if it's a similar aesthetic, this might be it. And then when I would like watch the movie and wait for the scene that I saw to be like, yes, it was this movie. Nice. Anyway, if you couldn't tell, I really liked film as a young child. <laughs> 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 it's crazy.
1: That's it for
0: me. I think Avatar actually may have been one of the first like big movies. So not only was it like the first release a uh, midnight release that I went to and like got to stay up for. Well, oh, I think it was also because it was rated R, wasn't it? It was the first rated R movie I went to and we went to the midnight release. Oh, I don't
1: know. I um <laughs> hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it was else. Like, it was important for a reason. i gotta look that up but i think it was also one of the like first movies i remember like catching the release of in theaters um like after we moved back from japan because like in japan we had to wait a little bit for movies that Mm -hmm. had like been released in america because we were on an american base like we can just go to the japanese cinema Mm -hmm. didn't speak japanese so they didn't have like translators so we would like wait a little bit and then we would be able to see the movie like in english when it got to military bases it's pg-13 pg-13 interesting Mm -hmm. oh no that would make sense because i would have been around 13 jesus my first midnight release was lord of the
2: rings (laughs) the first one fellowship of the rings OMG! I think that was like in second grade. My best friend um, was in. She just like she was a Lord of the Rings fan, diehard fan, and she was super excited that the movie was coming out. And so she brought me along, and was just like, "You're gonna love him too. Like you'll you'll love it. It's amazing." And then um, I think I fell asleep during it. I know I didn't like it. Like, I thought it was boring. Because I'm a second grader trying to watch yeah. Lord of the Rings at midnight. Um, and then the second one came out. And I know for sure I fell asleep during that one. And then they didn't take me to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so the second one they took to me to was um, also at midnight.
1: That's hilarious.
2: So, yeah.
0: I remember at sleepovers, my friends would be like, let's watch this one. And I was like, I've never seen it. And they're like, you haven't seen Lord of the Rings? And then they were trying to get me to, like, love it. And I was just like, mm mm-hmm. And I still have this issue with Little Lyrics to this day, where every single time I watch it, it's like watching a new movie. Like, I cannot remember any specifics. Like, all I remember are vibes. That's it. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) It's a very pretty film. It's a very pretty film. Um, It has great cinematography, great acting, all the technical details, lovely. I just don't like the plot.
0: I love fantasy. I don't like that one. Right now. Like, I literally can't remember anything except for the fact that, like, for some reason, there is a ring that makes people evil. And then there was Sean Bean. And then there was what? Sean Bean. I don't... Oh. Yeah. Remember anything beyond that. (laughs) Like, you shall not pass. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, three things... I so mean, I can remember about the whole thing.
2: That's I mean, that's almost it. That's almost everything you need to know except for the fact that the whole movie, the whole trilogy is about destroying the ring.
0: That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they ever actually do that? Yeah. Does it get destroyed? Oh, that's yeah, good. The worst part, why there was a ring to begin with or why they even started the journey. Like, I do is- know those answers. I right? don't. Yeah,
2: I like. I actually know those answers. Okay, because I know those answers because. So that first friend, Becky, um, we we ended up drifting apart naturally because you know as you grow up you tend to drift from some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended up going to a different school and we lost contact because that was before cell phones, um, before kids had cell phones, um, and then. I ended up making um, another friend who was Katie, um, was just as in love with um, Lord of the Rings as Becky was and um, has made me sit through the extended versions
0: of... Oh, uh, there's extended versions? Oh my God, they're aren't so Aren't they long. already really long? They're so long.
2: I love my friends and that's the only reason why I did that.
0: I think we should, for... Because I think it would be funny. Just, like, sit down and watch those movies, but then just record us talking over it.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm down. Probably alcohol involved, because that would be kind of funny. Yeah. And also, probably the only way I would sit through a whole one of those movies.
2: I, well, I mean, like I said, they're pretty. They're pretty to look at.
0: Yeah, I'd be like... Um, they're just boring. we will probably have some great commentary, so... Mm-hmm. You know what? For the patrons, we'll do it for the patrons. <laughs> for the actually, patrons, patrons are lovely, wonderful fans. Um, yeah, we'll do it for them. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Probably won't be done by Christmas or even New Year's, but so that it's kept. on the books, <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> the um, more patrons we get, the more or the sooner we'll do it. Actually, that's yeah, that's true. If we have more patrons, I would actually feel pressured to give you guys, like, a lot more content. (laughs) Um, Not that I don't care about the patrons we have right now. I do love you guys, but, like...
2: Yes, thank you, guys. We love you. We
1: appreciate you.
0: Making content is kind of hard. And so, Mm -hmm. if we had more people, it would be a little bit easier. (laughs) All right. Um... All right, let's talk about Anna and the Apocalypse, the movie we are gathered here today for.
2: I've got a a synopsis. Go for it. Uh, A zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Haven at Christmas, forcing Anna and her friends to fight, slash, and sing their way to survival, facing the undead in a desperate race to reach their loved ones. This movie is officially labeled as a comedy horror musical um and it is it also takes place at christmas time uh so the music is all christmas music
0: <laughs> yeah i think what was it we we both worked at the movie theater when this came out
2: uh yeah that's how i heard about, that's it. How we heard uh, about it yeah there's a, a convention for uh movie theater managers And it's called NATO, National Association of Theater Owners. Um, And there was a behind-the-scenes slash trailer for this movie. Mm -hmm. And it was just so crazy out there. I'm like, I have to write this down. I have to see this movie. I was like, this
0: is one I definitely have to watch.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Directed by John McPhail with a screenplay by Alan McDonald and Ryan McHenry. Which is actually based on McHenry's um, short, which is zombie musical, but it was also, fun fact, BAFTA nominated. Uh, oh, nice. And it had, like, a lot of, um, like, a lot of the actors and, like, the singers in the movie were, like, not popular
2: yet. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if they are now.
1: Um, I know Ben Higgins. Um, that's about it.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it was probably one of, like, I remember one of my first impressions of it was like, oh, they can actually sing. It mm-hmm. was like literally a thought that I had because I, I don't know, sometimes it bothers me when I go to watch a musical and like they start singing and it's like very obviously like auto-tuned, you know? Yeah. Like, this actor or someone else. Or someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, one of the first things I recognized when I was watching the movie. And then the other thing was that I actually kind of, like, the songs, they were kind of fun. Like, mm-hmm. they're extremely on the nose, but, like, it's, British. Oh, yeah. so what were you expecting?
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I think, like, my first impression, um, was it's a cheesy, cliche, stereotype high school musical drama romance with zombies and catchy Christmas music.
0: Yes. That kind of breaks all the cliches, like, throughout. Yeah. Like the like, Point is to yeah, yeah. some fruit yeah, so,
2: for, yeah, like, so I think goes. I put that um on my likes list was that it plays with with expectations mm-hmm. because like you think one thing's gonna happen yeah, and then something else kind of happens instead
0: yeah, literally. And I because I rewatched this what like two days ago and took a bunch of notes while watching it. I literally just rewatched it right before, and I was genuinely surprised that it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> hmm yeah I still actually very much like those movie because you know sometimes you watch it and then you forget about it and you're like did I like that I can't remember mm-hmm. but yeah I actually did end up liking it again two years ago um I forced my siblings to watch it with
2: me <laughs> and I say force because like because so this came out in 2017 mm-hmm. um we watched it uh like I watched it shortly after um it had come out um and then immediately bought it as soon as it was available. And I watched it a couple times. And then two years ago, I'm like, you know what? I know my siblings would love this. Mm-hmm. We're all home because we were um, we were all in quarantine, pretty much. Um, and I'm like, this is, this is the perfect time. They can't leave. They have to watch this movie. They're gonna love it That's as much as I do.
0: Why did I do the exact same things in my? Sleep <laughs> <places>. <laughs> the exact same time too. I was like, it's Christmas and we're in quarantine. No one can go anywhere. You guys are all sitting and watching this movie. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, and so and so the, when you know they they had me talk to them about it. And each time I told them about it, I tried to make it slightly different so that they like wouldn't catch on or it's like to make them love it and every time they're just like this sounds like the weirdest fucking show ever like I there's no way that this is gonna be a good movie and then um they watched it at the end of it they're all like oh my god this was the best movie ever like I can't believe I didn't want to watch this movie and I'm like exactly there's a reason why I forced you to watch this movie it's because I knew you would like it
0: well because I'm pretty sure in the trailer how they like advertise it is Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land <laughs> mm, that's true like, that's perfect because yeah um, the Dead is hilarious um and it's a musical i wouldn't yep. say it's quite la la land but it's more it's high school musical good. than la 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 land. more high school musical yeah but yeah
2: um i like i did the same thing with uh michaela too was i forced her to watch it and she ended up liking it because it's, it's a good, good. movie. Yes.
0: Yeah. The characters are very well, like, they're, like, they do the whole thing where it's like, oh, yeah, it's like a cliche. But then, like, even within their, like, typical cliches, they all have, like, one extra layer just in their introduction that, like, makes you kind of interested to see, like, what happens to them. Because, mm-hmm. like, I can't even remember any of their names. I don't know why I didn't look up their names.
2: I have to write it down. I've got them. Which one are you thinking of?
0: Um...
2: There's Anna, and then Lisa, the singer, her friend. Oh, yeah. Um, this is so funny. Steph, the news uh, girl. Okay.
0: Um,
2: John is the comic relief friend. Christmas shirt.
0: Yeah. That um, doesn't change. He literally wears the same shirt twice. Yeah. Like, because it's two separate days. Like, you see them in the first day, and they, but you get, like, introduced to everyone. You've got Anna, who's like, I'm not going to university. Her dad's a janitor at the school, drives him to school. John is her best friend who's in love with her, but, like, hasn't said anything, and also an artist. Um, that's, like, what, the first thing you learn in the mm-hmm. car Yeah, ride. They yep. get into the school. I think they walk past Steph, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, John tries to, like, I think drop off a toy or something for some toy drive. And then accidentally oh, yeah. knocked everything
0: over. Yeah, and Steph is like talking to the, the vice principal. Yeah, who's soon to be headmaster. Evil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, I think she's the only American. Somebody. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you go into the cafeteria with Lisa and mm-hmm. friend, who I don't Chris. know, Chris. Chris. Yeah. Lol. And they're all. Obsessed with each other, and then you get the glance from across with Nick. Nick. (laughs) I told I wrote all the I had,
2: yeah, I had to write the names down.
0: Um, Of Nick, who everyone thinks that they like fucked, right? But they didn't actually.
2: No, they did. Like
0: he told everyone or something?
2: No, they did. Cause uh, at the end, um, right before um, the gymnasium scene. Uh, Where she goes to rescue her dad. Mm -hmm. Um, Nick's just like, why do you hate me? Um, I didn't tell anyone, I swear. And she's like, is that what you think this is all about? You think this is about the sex? I don't care about that. And he's like, oh, okay. Then why are you mad? And she's like, because we talked about the future. We shared feelings with each other. And you just acted like nothing mattered. Like it just, you didn't care. That's why I'm mad. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> like, he like, like, it
0: just, like, like it's, better. like, yeah. No, yeah, because I, that was one of the things that I was, like, that's different about this movie mm-hmm. than most high school movies. It's kind of, like, the, oh, well, like, we had sex, and then you just pretend, like, you didn't know me, or, like, you, like, I'm just another notch on your bed bedpost, yeah. And stuff like that, or, like, oh, like, we didn't even have sex, and then you just told everyone that we had sex to keep up, like, your, uh, facade or whatever Mm -hmm. like things like that and i was like oh it's kind of fun that like and like no one was shamed for the sex part (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) like that was refreshing Um, yeah he was annoying though but i do think it's really interesting as far as how they explore masculinity
2: yeah my favorite song is one of his is his his song
0: the top of my class one
2: Yeah, uh, I think I wrote
0: it down as Soldier at War. Oh, yeah, Soldier at War. Dude, no, same. That's probably my favorite song, too. Mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, the way they- I literally could write an essay on how they, like, just that one song. And, like, cinematography and everything it says about all these characters is just absolutely chef's kiss. Yeah. Um, but- I won't get into that now.
2: That's that well, that's one of the reasons why it's my favorite song is because it's pretty much the one like it's a zombie apocalypse, right? So everyone's yeah. worried, they're all scared. And then any song that's not about that, kinda like before you figure out what's going on, it's all like um like high school drama songs, like I yeah. dream to be so much more, I wanna get out of this small town, I hate my life type of stuff.
0: I like that um, those songs literally just foreshadow what's gonna happen later. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but like, his the like song that they're singing the like uh john and anna when they're like before they figure out what's the zombies and stuff
2: i and think that's like, i'm this ready this is yeah it. oh yeah yeah
0: like, you might be dead come tomorrow and i was like stop it's so hard. yeah yeah <laughs> this, this isn't a hollywood ending like literally thank you so much and then they play it again at the ending mm-hmm although you guys <laughs> Stop, this is so unsubtle
2: (laughs) Yeah, okay, so never mind Well, so you have I'm Ready Which Mm -hmm. is like, which is a happy-ish song
0: That's a cute song
2: It is, but it's like, see like, that's the thing Like, it's like, it's a cute song It's like, it's kind of like It's trying to pull you up and get you like, ready For the action
0: But then um Shaun of the Dead, like, no Like, the main characters are completely unaware of what's happening Yeah Everything's wreaking havoc, but their mood is... They're so oblivious.
2: Yeah. um. But then Soldier at War is just, like, so unabashedly, like, I'm having fun. Violent. Like, let's fuck this ship up, shit up. Like, we're just going to go for it. So it's just, like, you're dialing things to 10 and just running with
0: it. <laughs> I guess maybe I should just talk about it now because we're, okay. we're on the topic. But the fact that it is so incredibly violent is also something that I think is so interesting because it <laughs> yeah. also happens to be... The group of, like, alpha male, like, beta male, like, the pack of dudes that are, like, absolutely, like, quite literally getting off on this violence. (laughs) And, you know, I'm talking literally because there's scenes intercut with, like... Uh, One guy, he, like, smashes a watermelon, and they do the slow-mo of, like, the watermelon pieces, like, spraying his face with, like, his Mm -hmm. satisfied, like, look. And then I think, like, one guy has, like, a fishing pole that he, like, uses to drag a zombie, and then, like, like, he's holding it at, like, waist level. He's holding it, like, right in front of his dick. Yeah. Literally. And then the guy goes up to smash that zombie's head, and they do a shot from in between his legs, looking at the zombie as the zombie's looking up at him before he (laughs) smashes it. And I was like, stop. Literally, the, like, getting off on this violence and, like, being able to just be violent Mm -hmm. was, like, incredibly interesting to me. And I was like, why would they put so much effort into that? And it's just, like, very... (laughs) Interesting because not only is it all like violence intercut with innuendo, but it's also specifically male gazy innuendo. And I just think that's absolutely mm-hmm. perfect for the group of guys that's like obsessed with sex and that being attached to their image in high school and how they like operate in their lives. And I was like, that did not need to go that hard. <laughs> like, yeah, not need to go that deep into that just for that one song but then it kind of like it tells you everything you need to know about the characters is that like yeah Mm -hmm. this is what this is like all they know essentially and then the guy nick you find out later that like that was his whole issue with his dad was his dad was like the army guy that's like you need to be masculine you can't let me down blah 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 and that was his whole internal thing and i was like i Mm love that song it's just done very well for that character yeah (laughs) Um, yeah. So that is my very, very short synopsis of the essay I could write. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They, their songs, um,
2: so I actually had to, I had to write it down while I was watching it. Um, but, um, the songs help like alleviate some of the violence. Because it is all very violent, um, oh, blood, yeah. guts, head smashing. Um, but the songs, like, not only are, do they help, like, alleviate some of that and teach you more about the characters and give you exposition about what's going to happen. Um, it, it just, it all works together so that it's not just violence for violence sake because, like, that's what you see in a lot of, like, zombie monster movies, yeah, is like the monster's here now we got to kill it and because like usually zombie movies because it's a zombie we're gonna make this as bloody and gory as
0: possible yeah because it's um, like, a of real human yeah Let's <laughs>
2: yeah but then the songs um add like a layer of comedy to the scene mm-hmm. um and then they give you like character exposition they give you character yeah. information um sometimes plot information depending on the scene Mm-hmm. And it's um it's all just really well done and it keeps you yeah. more engaged in the film. And because they do that, the film's actually a little bit shorter than most films. It's only yeah. um an hour 33 minutes.
0: That's what I love about musicals is the songs as like internal monologues for the literal characters and like what their arcs and like their arcs decision making. I don't like, like musicals because of that. that. I love that. It's like the one because I don't (laughs) see in movies, um, Mm -hmm. like when they just do it through, like, like you know, it's that thing where it's like the guy's talking on the TV and he's like, "So today, Uh, blah blah blah, yeah, this thing and." I'm just going to drop in all this information that you need to know. It's 2017 and the zombies have just taken over. and mm-hmm. The army is now going to have to come and airlift everyone out. And it's like the first scene of the movie. And you're like, okay, you could have just, I don't know, world built it. But sure, just give it to us like that. It's like lazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hate, I hate, hate that. I don't, I don't mind it. I do like about musicals. Yeah. Because like oftentimes... In musicals, and I mean musicals, is in like like plays and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Is like the whole like learning the internal monologues and like ideas and character developments through their songs and how they use like music as a way to do that. Absolutely love musicals. I think this not is a huge
1: fan of musicals, and that's one of the reasons why. That's fair.
0: This is the first musical I think that we've done on the podcast. Yeah. But yeah. I love good musical. What's funny is that
1: I think I think growing up I didn't
0: like musicals. But I think now
1: Oh, I didn't for sure.
0: Like now that I'm older and like know what they're doing and like what they're supposed to be doing, I like it a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I besides. Yeah.
2: I'm not a huge musical fan because they tend to be longer. And I find that I just, like, I get bored in some of those, like, exposition character exposition songs. Yeah. Um, And then mostly, I just find it so hard to concentrate on the music and what
0: they're trying to say in the song that uh, I just yeah. don't
2: hear anything.
0: Yeah, because sometimes it's not done very well. No. Like, sometimes, like, there's the times when they do like this is the song and it's gonna be like super fun and you're like okay but like what does it have to do with the story and then sometimes they're like okay this is like an actual like song that tells you like and it progresses the plot forward Mm -hmm. (laughs) some of them are just songs for song's sake i don't like songs for song's sake yeah um
2: it, it it messes with the pacing for me Mm-hmm. um which is why i don't like it it's also why i don't really um mind when they have like that radio or the tv going on in the background and they're like it's 2017 the zombies just happened let's airlift people out because like that is like a 15 second blurb we've got the setting we know where we're at we can get on with the movie like,
0: the i plot. Don't want a six minute like dance number yeah <laughs> oh, love that love the good dance number which, also, this film does a great job of. I actually like the dance numbers. They were really they're good. Cute. Yeah, they're cute. Very well choreographed. I like that they kind of play on the whole thing of, like, this is a musical. And in real life, like, these things would not be happening. Like, the whole, this is not a Hollywood ending song. Where they, like, mm-hmm. are on all the tables and the bell rings. And they just all just, like, scurry off to class. But they mm-hmm. like, stop what they're doing. Jump off the tables. And like sprint across the room it was so funny to me, but yeah <laughs> those are just specific to I guess, like musical things that I really like mm-hmm. that like this one did really well, in my opinion, because I like that essentially the whole plot of this movie is not like it's not just a zombie movie or like a Christmas movie. Or a coming of age story. It's kind of like mm-hmm. all of it as like an analogy for coming of age, and like, yeah, these kids are basically like, oh, we're now being thrust into because they're all seniors, I believe. Yeah, they they make it seem like
2: they're all graduating that year,
0: and they all like are just being thrust into this world where nothing is certain, which is literally what it feels like when you're that age, going off to college and like the world. You're like, I have no idea what's going to happen. In this case literally because they're zombies and their world's been turned completely upside down but then add on the layer of the villain being the literal like teacher that's supposed to prepare them for all of this. Mm-hmm. like no actually i'm just gonna throw you to the wolves because i care more about me and having control over the things that like i want to have control over that i'm not gonna prepare you guys for what's to come because why should i if that wasn't done for me, yeah, is that I, just a very big generational thing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Let's see. so I've got two things about uh the vice principal. Um, the first is he actually had um a, a villain song, like all to himself. Well, so he had at least two songs that were cut. One was um a, like a duet with um Anna's dad. Yeah. Um titled i think like whose side are you on because That's they're hilarious. pretty opposed to each other um but then he had a villain song oh and they cut they cut that whose side are you on song because um it it didn't work with the pacing and it made the movie too long um but his villain song uh was cut because it made him too evil and they didn't but want to like pretty evil Yeah, well imagine he's he is really evil. Like right off the bat he's really evil. But like this song it made him
0: more evil. More Mm -hmm. evil than literally releasing zombies onto the only people you know that are alive because Yep. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's like, I wanna be in charge. Like, bro, you think you could control zombies? Mm hmm. Whatever.
2: I want to find that song though. I want to. I want to know like how much more evil could he get? Yeah. The the second thing,
0: huh? I kind of want to know what the song is now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, I'll check. I'll I'll have to check the um, extra features, see if there's like any deleted scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, but the second thing about the vice principal is the actor, um, Paul Kay, was also in Game of Thrones, and he also died by zombie except it was a zombie bear
0: that's hilarious i was trying to figure out why he looked familiar
2: yeah he's game of thrones he's also sherlock so that's funny
0: yeah okay that makes sense interesting yeah neat i think one of my favorite things too about this movie is that it like even though anna has like a love interest kind of Mm. like she doesn't necessarily have a love interest plot the guys have a love interest plot and she's mm-hmm. a part of their plots, but her plot doesn't really revolve around them. Yeah. Everything was like, Oh, I need to find my like family. And like, I want to apologize mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And like figuring out like who she is, et cetera. And I also enjoyed. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: So, oh, uh, just with the, yeah, just with the romance plots. Um, I, I'm sure other movies have done it. um, in in probably like in a more subtle way mm-hmm. but this is the first movie that i can remember or think of right now where she sets a boundary
0: with mm-hmm. her best yeah. friend yeah, yeah yeah
2: and it's just like you know you're my friend right like she to be fair like she doesn't explicitly say like i don't i'm not attracted to you like i don't see you in a like romantic way but yeah. she does very explicitly um let him know, like, "Hey, I Your know you like me. Fr- I don't like that. I don't like you that way." Yeah,
0: and he uh, literally is like, "Got it."
2: Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't, doesn't fight back. Doesn't try it. to convince her. Yeah, he sees the boundary, takes it as it is, and is like, "Okay, you know what? Like, from this point forward, whatever oh happens God. is my fault." Like, you know, I can't. She she's said her piece. I said my piece. We're done.
0: Yeah, one of the saddest. Spoiler alert deaths in the whole movie like that one every time i'm just like he literally says this like stupid joke when they're trying to figure out the names of the freaking reindeer yeah like of santa's sleigh he like throws his hand out and gets bit Mm Hmm. and they're just like no like maybe you'll be fine and he's like well i'm dying anyway so
1: yeah Let Uh, me be a shield to get you to safety. Heartbreaking. Her performance then is really good too. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, that made me sad. Like, it's still... That one still gets me. That one and when she later is, like, talking to her dad and her dad's like, Look, I've been bit. Like, you have to go. Yeah. Go out with, like, the guy... And then she's like, "Well, you want me to help? Like, you die before you become a zombie." Oh yeah. And the and the kid is like, "No." And it's like from that place of like, "I did that with my dad, and that's not something anybody should have to go through."
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I sob. I think yeah. I think the dad's death was probably the saddest for me.
1: (sighs) I also especially
2: because he's he is the he's essentially what is driving the story forward literally um, because Anna is our main character we follow her and her journey to find her dad and save her dad and she fails like she she's not failed. success she's not successful she's not yeah
0: ending? <laughs>
2: <laughs> true yeah um so I that's yeah that's that's really unique um for a film with having
0: your hero fail Mm. it's funny too this is going back to a little bit more of like i guess history as far as musicals go is that like at a certain point in like the history of musicals that kind of became what musicals were like for was Mm -hmm. to kind of have like a like a way that's less depressing to talk about depressing subjects <laughs> <laughs> and like essentially like break reality or like talk about reality in a way that is like fantastical and whatnot. I think one of the movies that does it really well is, um. it's actually French. It's called like <laughs> Umbrellas of Chandelou, I think I've seen it but it's basically like in the beginning it's this like really great fantastical like song thing where they're like experiencing a great romance and so all of the scenes are like really well choreographed and they have all of those things where like like the birds start singing and like there's just like really random times when they're literally floating through space and time and nothing else matters but then as like the story gets more and more serious their songs get more and more grounded in reality whereas there's not big musical numbers anymore or like the songs are happening during like a literal like fight or something like that which i thought was really cool about this movie too was because they did essentially the same thing in this one it starts off with like this isn't a hollywood ending they're all like fantastically dancing and all that stuff but then as you go through the story the songs become part of their way of fighting part of their way of literally surviving and then at the end it's like a hail mary almost (laughs) i think for like like just the general plot like of course Mm -hmm. there's some songs that kind of fall a little bit out of that mainly the villain guy song because he hasn't had a song yet and his is definitely a little bit more fantastical but that's because it's his inner monologue um but yeah it's it's really cool that they do that but then when it also comes to the ending of this film i think it was really cool to have like The lesbian save the day yeah yeah yes thank you and i liked that her character wasn't like like they made it clear that she was a lesbian Mm -hmm. but they did not make everything about her having to do with her queerness
2: i mean aside from the fact that she had a girlfriend i don't think you would have known otherwise aside yeah, from like maybe her haircut if you really read into it because <laughs> she had a pixie
0: if yeah like if you stereotyped her i guess mm-hmm. into that yeah because like like her whole thing is she wants to tell like the truth and like stories and stuff she mm-hmm. doesn't have her parents around because they are in mexico her girlfriend doesn't want to be with her on christmas so she's just kind of like well i guess i'm just here and i want to do these things but then like Like so, she has her own like personality, and on top of that, is also a lesbian. Like it's not Mm. like she's like the quote unquote lesbian character who's like, oh, you guys, um, I'm a lesbian, and I think this is offensive, or like, yeah. It's like okay, we don't need that in all of our like. Uh huh. You're going to have representation in film. They shouldn't have to be teaching you about their representation as you're watching They can be represented as actual human beings Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) and not textbooks on what their representation is. So I really like that about her character because I feel like you see that a little too often when it comes Mm -hmm. to queer representation in movies. Like, it very much is like, I'm gay hi and yeah and that's half my personality yeah and it's like okay they're not even a person now they're just a Mm caricature so i like that she was like an actual character and that they included like like she did get to include that part of herself but it wasn't Mm -hmm. overwhelming the rest of her character Um, yeah and also she lived which like unfortunately very rarely happens. Very gay yeah. is trope. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she actually lives. Not only that, she saves the day, which is wonderful.
1: Um so are you ready for Duck Mary Friend Zone?
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay, so just to go over the men again, um, the three that I wrote down were John, the best friend, comic relief; mm-hmm. um, Nick, the uh, the jock; um, top pretty boy, pretty boy. Thank you, um, and then uh, Chris, um, the boyfriend, the. The grounded The
0: US characters.
2: Yeah, the us
0: characters. <laughs> Do you think Justin Bieber's a zombie?
2: Oh yeah. When so when Michaela and I were watching the film, uh when they were talking about um that like in that scene when he's like, mm-hmm. Did you know Justin Bieber's a zombie? Like we looked at each other and we're like, This is literally a conversation we would be having if we were there at that moment.
0: Literally. I was like, that's yeah. the funniest like the funniest, most like also kind of sad but like <laughs> that whole song where they're like i need a human voice because all they are able to do is be online and like yeah that's their entire generation they're like okay well like what do i do now that like this is all also- <laughs> and it honestly is like probably different after covid when mm-hmm. this came out before but like after COVID, watching something with that plot line is like a little bit more hard-hitting because like yeah we quite literally watch that happen mm-hmm. So yeah, (laughs) here's to collective trauma, Um, but they, they literally played it very well in the, in the movie. Agreed. But yeah, anyway, back to FMF.
2: Uh, But yeah, so those are the three, Chris, John, and
1: Nick. And Chris is the video guy.
0: Yeah. And even though he was really, like, not in the movie that much, like, I feel like his plot compared to everyone else's was, like, a little less. It still mm-hmm. had the depth of, like, oh, I'm really smart and I have these things, but, like, what's the purpose? Like, what's mm-hmm. purpose? what's the meaning? What's mm-hmm. the spice? The flavor?
2: Well, and his thing, too, um, was, you know, his thing was discovering more about himself mm-hmm. and uh, putting that in the video for school um and then he keep he almost lost his phone and so he had to go back and he got his phone like at the risk of his life and then he used the phone and the story for school to save anna yeah um so like it gave him a full like despite despite the fact that he was just like this random character that just got pulled in every once in a while he had a full
0: character arc full arc yeah they all did Mm-hmm. Which is very nice because I feel like you don't get that a lot. No, Maybe not like, with a large cast. Especially now because we have a lot of like episodic movies. Mm-hmm. Where they're basically just like a movie that's setting you up for the next movie. They don't finish people like the characters' arcs all the way. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that bothers me to no end. But I feel like this movie would be a really great example of like you can leave something open ended for possibility of more and still have a completed character arc. Yeah. I guess stress this enough. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but anyway. Now we can go back to F of X. Um, do you want to go first? Ooh, that's hard. Um I would
2: I'd probably fuck Chris just, you know, one done, get him kind of out of the way because then I could marry Nick because he's smart and he survives and he knows how to protect me. Um, <laughs> so he can protect me from the zombies. Um, and then I would friend zone John because he could sacrifice himself to save me.
1: <laughs> <We need. laughs>
2: I mean, he like out of all the fight scenes, he did the least. The only yeah, thing he, really he did, did he was did sacrifice himself for Anna.
0: Yeah, like Anna, I mean, and I'm
2: trying I to survive the zombie herself, apocalypse here. But,
0: um, what's funny is I was going to choose the exact same thing, but for different reasons. <laughs> I was going to be like, "Screw Chris," because, like, well, probably the same reason. Like, when it's done, whatever. I would marry Nick, but that's just because, like,
1: because he's a pretty plain, boy. Not that, but like
0: he has like more to him than just being uh, with me. Uh-huh. Like if I was Anna in this situation. Yeah. Um, and I would still friend zone uh what's his name? John. John. I would friend zone John.
1: Yeah. Because like
0: I'm sorry, but his whole thing is just being in love with you. Like I
1: Yeah. <sighs> well, and she literally put him in the friend zone too. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Sorry, John. But that's just, like, a personal thing. Other people can totally just be like, oh, yeah, this person's one thing is me. Mm-hmm. Fine. Uh, yeah. I don't want that.
2: Yeah, if you want it, like, if, if, if you like being the center of someone's world, John is your guy.
0: John is your guy. And, like, look, it's not that I don't like being the center of people's world. It's just that, like... I want to be able to do my own thing
1: sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes, Agreed. Like, I, I... I got my hobbies. You can have your hobbies. I really like being by myself. Like, I love it. <laughs> I love being alone. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. that's in like like a healthy way. Like I yeah, mind spending time with myself and being lost in my own thoughts. And like I will go days without saying words out loud to a single person and will not recognize it. Why? Because there's so many things that I have to like think about. Mm-hmm. But, like I don't need to be entertained by another person for like all the time. Like I need to I need to be able to be able to like have some separation.
1: Yeah that's fair yeah that would be my my thing it's called the umbrellas of shaborg the umbrellas of shaborg okay yes that is the english title which i'm only bringing up because this is one of my recommendations if you like this movie and it's really good
0: i think you can find it on um i think it's on hbo max and as oh. a fun fact if people really liked la la land will definitely like this movie because um it was one of the uh movies that like kind of inspired la, la Land. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so yeah i would recommend that one also Shaun of the Dead because classic zombie movie, but then also Zombie Land because great comedic zombie film. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I really like have so many I feel like I watch a lot of zombie things. Is that weird?
2: <laughs> no, um I'm not a huge fan of zombie movies. I have seen a lot maybe not a lot, but I've seen a good handful of them. Um, I don't like zombie movies because it's all pretty much body horror, and yes. that's not my thing.
0: That's fair. Because what was the first one, or not the first one, but like one of the more popular ones? One of the early popular zombie films. There were
2: so many. Light, Night of the Living of Dead.
0: Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> <What> the, <heck>? <laughs> <laughs> the same exact thing. Um. Yeah, but like that one. That one was really good, the first one, and then they, like, you know, did the whole capitalism franchise mm-hmm. with it. But the first one was, like, really good, because that was basically a look at, like, using horror as a way to critique society. Yeah. So, we've talked about that endless times on this podcast. One of our favorite things. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: so, yeah, maybe... I mean maybe watch that if you haven't because it's great. Also one of the first movies where like the black character like gets to be a hero. Mhm. Especially in that time period of movies. Oh yeah. Cuz that was was that the 50s?
1: Or is that too early?
0: No, I think it was around that time. it it had sound. Mhm. It wasn't in color but i would mm-hmm. say it was around maybe maybe 60s actually.
1: Okay. Really? it was pretty is pretty early for
0: hollywood yeah cuz it was it was about the the war
1: mhm
0: and critiquing like the government and how it
1: re, like responded to that mhm yeah the vietnam war Yeah. Those are my suggestions. I mean if you want more
0: like I was gonna say more musicals of like just like I've I've got mia. that list. Mama mia.
2: That's <laughs> so okay, I if you want musical recommendations, um high school musical. <laughs> high school musical, the movie, not the TV show. Um more the first one than the second one.
0: Not high school musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't really know anything about it.
0: It's such a long title. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I, I don't know anything about the. I, I had enough. You should watch
0: scores for Olivia Rodrigo.
1: Mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but High School Musical. Uh, the new movie Spirited. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Yes. With uh,
0: Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Um, Talk about musicals being a critique on society. That is a very good example.
2: Yep. And then um, another musical is called London Road. Um, And it is about uh, when five prostitutes are found dead in their community, residence of London Road in Ipswich, Suffolk, Suffolk, um, come together to process the events and revitalize the community. Um it's got Tom Hardy in it surprisingly. Uh but yeah, it's just it's about this community coming together um when a serial killer is kind of like in their neighborhood um and they is don't know what to do. Over? No, it's more modern. Okay. Um it's actually I'm pretty sure it's based off real events too of like the early 2000s. Hmm. Um, yeah, and it's a musical. It's pretty good. I, I randomly watched that one. Um, I went after, I think like after, or before one of my shifts at the theater, hmm. um, I, I just had like extra time needed to kill some time. And that was the only movie starting. And so I'm just like, fuck it. Why not watch it? Even though it's a musical. And I actually got really into it.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Um, Yeah. I have to watch that. I like didn't like. I had never heard of that one, but it sounds Mm -hmm. great. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it is. It is. I really like it. Definitely recommend. I do have other films to recommend um, based off of uh, what this movie was influenced by. Um, So according to the director, this movie was influenced by West Side Story, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. The Breakfast Club. Um, and the musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: The musical episode of <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love <laughs> Amazing. No, that's like literally wow. Like you said every single one of those, and immediately I was like, makes complete sense.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is the manifestation. Like if I had to imagine the manifestation of all those being one thing, it would be this. That's what it yep. would be. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. that's good all right well um what would you rate it out of 10 okay so originally
2: i've changed my rating but originally i rated it eight out of Mm ten but the more we talk about this film the higher i have to rate it (laughs) um so i think i might be like a nine or a nine and a half out of ten right now
0: that's fair i probably would also give it like maybe an eight and a half Mm -hmm. but only for the reasons of like it's incredibly on the nose and that's not everybody's. yeah and like they have this whole thing with like puns which is also a very controversial i fucking love the puns puns. i know i was like we like puns but other people don't like puns that yeah like just because it's a very specific type of humor it might turn some people off like it's yeah whatever um there was another thing i was gonna say And I can't remember.
1: It is a little predictable. Yeah, it's kind of predictable. Um,
0: And I do feel, okay, this is like a weird thing to talk to like say, but sometimes when there's like musical numbers and there's like musicals, um. the like literal like audio mixing like it felt like sometimes it was a little quiet when they were singing Mm -hmm. like it wasn't as loud as like their regular audio yeah um yeah that was literally it but like and specifically only for top of my class like he would hit like some high notes in like falsetto but they would like make it like I don't know it was weird like there was not a lot of power behind it I know yeah I know exactly what you're talking about that like I was like oh dang that sucks but yeah, that's just like a me having a job where I work with musicians and have now had these things and just bludgeoned into my brain. So mm-hmm. <laughs> 8.5 out of 10, definitely recommend. Wonderful Christmas movie. Y'all should watch it.
1: Yep. Yep, agreed.
0: All right. Well, I guess we are... Now at the end of this podcast episode, um, so quick shout out to our VIP patrons on Patreon. We've got Susan Johnson and Kowana Coleman. Thank you guys so much for being VIPs. We absolutely adore. Yay! Um, if you guys would like to support us on Patreon, you can go to our website or bio. It will be literally wherever you see this episode will be in the description um you guys can go there and um yeah please don't forget to like follow subscribe comment share thanks
2: (laughs) yes thank you um And if you do follow us, remember, you will get shout out, you'll get access to um, all sorts of extra things, Mm -hmm. um, including our Discord, where we do do um, watch alongs and we share stuff with you um, that the regular
0: listeners won't have access to. Exactly. Which includes early releases of episodes that will be coming out later on, um, and also just like more fun content and hopefully Mm -hmm. merch soon so keep an eye out for that um also if you're not following along on our instagram on our instagram right now we're doing a 25 days of christmas movies um where we're basically trying to find one christmas movie for every day leading up to christmas that has what we consider non-traditional or genuine um representations of women in hollywood or not Hollywood, in Christmas, I was about to say Hallmark, <laughs> in Christmas movies. Um, so if you guys have any recommendations for that, definitely get in touch with us, DM us, mm-hmm. comment, etc. Um, yeah, because we will need all the help we can get, because 25 is a lot when you think about it, as far as good representation of women. Uh, so yeah. All right. I think that's all I have for you guys. Woody, mm-hmm. Do you have anything? No? No. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and... We will talk to you on the next one. Bye. Bye.